welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowell and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights and in this podcast we'll just talk about all things related to the Second Amendment as well as maybe I might throw in a sports story, a movie topic, or as in this last few weeks, election topics. Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowell, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. I'm passionate about our Second Amendment rights, and in this podcast, we'll talk about anything related to the Second Amendment, as well as I might throw in a uh, sports story, a movie topic, or lately, um, we might even talk a little bit about the the election. So, well, welcome. It is Sunday, uh, November 22nd. We are now 19 days since uh, President Trump won the election. But we're not going to talk about the election today. I have been following it 24-7 and I'm ready for a little break myself. But what we are going to talk about does tie directly back into it. And that is gun control. And whenever I think about gun control and what the, the purpose of gun control is, gun control is really people control. And that goes back all the way to, you know, the 1600s. And don't be fooled by anything that you hear from the mainstream media, liberals or the left, that they're looking for reasonable um, gun control laws to reduce firearm violence. They are looking to control people. And that is what the they've done over the last several hundred years. And you, so you look at the groups controlled by gun control, and the most obvious are African-Americans for the longest period of our, our history prior to us being a country. And up till even today, that the gun control was put in place to control um, the black population. I mean, you go back all the way to 1640, and there was in Virginia a... that statute that said that all such free uh, mulattoes, Negroes, and Indians shall appear without arms. In 1712, the an act for preventing Negro insurrections was a race-based gun ban. And I'll go over a few more of these, and I'm getting this from an article that I will put a, a link to um, that has just enormous listings of the different laws that have been put in place across different states at different points in times, all to initially control the black population all the way up into, you know, the most um, recent gun control laws. But so, you know, you go to 1791, or I'm sorry, 1791 is when we passed the, the Second Amendment. And then even after the Second Amendment, 1806, in Louisiana, there was a complete gun and self-defense ban for slaves. 1833, in Georgia, there was a race-based uh, total gun ban as of December 23rd, 1833. Section 7, uh, 1833 of the Georgia law said that it shall not be lawful for any free person of color in the state to own, use, or carry firearms of any description whatsoever. You know, we had the Civil War ends in 1865. Slavery is abolished in 1865. 1866, Alabama. Black Code of Alabama in January 1866 prohibited blacks to own or carry firearms or other deadly weapons and prohibited any person to sell, give, or lend firearms or ammunition of any description whatsoever, whatsoever to any black. 1906 in Mississippi. 
Mississippi enacted the first registration law for retailers in 1906, requiring them to maintain records of all pistol and pistol ammunition sales and to make such records available for inspection on demand, which then they led to the confiscation of firearms from from blacks at that time. So you can see that, you know, all the way up through history, gun control has been used to control us, the people who the the left wants to control at the time. And Democrats historically, you know, have been held down the black population and have all used many different means, Jim Crow laws and even gun control laws to do that. So now you fast forward to the Gun Control Act of 1968, kind of the granddaddy of them all. But um, up until that, the history that was going on will lead to will show you some of the events that led to that the passage of the of the Gun Control Act. So, in um, 1954, the U.S. Supreme Court held racial segregation in schools violates the 14th Amendment. Alabama bus 1955 Alabama bus segregation ordinance held constitutional after boycott and NAAC protests. The 1962, 3,000 troops were required to quell riots at the University of Mississippi after it accepted its first black students. 1963, 200,000 people participated in a march on Washington in which Dr. Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. 63, President Kennedy's assassinated. 1965, the riots in Watts uh, were left 34 dead. In 1966, we had the first black U.S. senator elected. And 1967, we had race riots in Newark that killed uh, 26, injured 1,500. In 1968, Martin Luther King was assassinated. So then we come along and we pass the Gun Control Act of 1968. And according to avowed anti-gun journalist Robert Sherrill, frankly admitted that the Gun Control Act of 1968 was, quote, passed not to control guns, but to control blacks. So in our history, we've wanted to control up until, you know, even today, the the black population through a variety of means and gun control has been one of those. Now, as you look at what's going on in society, uh, I think they have expanded that population of who they want to control. And that is that they want to control all of us. And to do that, you have to have a disarmed populace. And you look at all the the regimes that have come into play over time, and the first step that they've done is to disarm the populace. And we talked a a little bit about the Battle of Athens previously and how a armed civilian force stood up and fought for their rights for fair elections. And that is what they want to avoid. And so as we go forward with this in this new world, we have to continue to keep a vigilant eye out and not not succumb to what they want to so eloquently now say is, you know, reasonable gun laws. You know, in the historically what they weren't quite as uh, subversive about it. They were pretty blatant about what they were doing. We are preventing blacks from owning guns. This but now 
uh, as they've gotten into a little more sophistication about how they approach things, they are having a little more finesse about themselves. And so as they're talking about why does, why does anybody need a magazine over 10 rounds? Why do you need a semi-automatic weapon? Why do you need this evil looking black military style weapon? Why, why is any of these military weapons available to the public? And it all sounds on the surface to be, well, that does, does make a little sense to me. Why would anybody need that? Whenever, if you look at the, how people have been indoctrinated through schools and the universities, the media, and it's up to us, those of us that are value our liberty and our freedom to stand firm uh, to, and to do that either through the election process, which we are discovering is extremely flawed, but at some point we will have to potentially stand up for our rights and that may require some armed resistance and I probably get banned. Who knows what I'm not calling for a revolution, but you do have to look ahead at what, how uh, they are manipulating us and manipulating us with fear, right? I mean, just look at this year, 2020. It's a great example of how they've manipulated all of us with fear of COVID. We're now wearing masks and walking around and sitting six feet apart from each other and limiting the number of people that attend sporting events and doing all of this, creating this crazy mail-in voting system because we're all afraid and they've done all of that to control us and they will continue to use fear to manipulate us and they will do that and they will use fear and to to say that we need to remove firearms off the streets they're not trying to uh, prevent crime we all know that it's obvious they're trying to control us and so just remember anytime you hear gun control replace it with people control and you'll have a better sense of what they're actually trying to do with whatever laws or regulations they're trying to enact again we have to stand firm we have to hold the line you know we talk about the they criticize us for talking about the slippery slope but the slope is very very slippery and we've proven that um, in 2020 with all the craziness that's going on now. It, it just irks me to no end. That's an shows my age. I don't think they use the word irk anymore. But again, we have to stay vigilant. We have to stand on the wall, protect ourselves, and stand for our rights. That con The Constitution is not a document that is permanent in place. We have to protect it and and hold it up every single day or it can go away extremely quickly. So thank you for listening to this podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, you know, subscribe, email me. I'll put some links about where I, some of this information I got it from. So you can go back and look at everything that I was pulling out. Just again, thank you for listening and have a great week and have a, a happy Thanksgiving.